The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to the Leadership Forum, making an impact through effective leadership. Your host is Bernard E. Robinson. Bernard and his guests foster in-depth discussions about leadership. You'll find this program a powerfully engaging platform for great conversations about leadership and leadership learning. Now, here is your host, Bernard Robinson. Good morning and welcome to the Leadership Forum. I'm your host, Bernard Robinson. Good morning to you. You know, there's an old saying that you never get a second chance to make a good first impression. This axiom has been around for a long time, and many folks know it, but it's both practical and true. Long after your name is announced, and sometimes even forgotten, your image is the picture that people remember. The question could be asked, who do people think you are? What is the image that they have of you? For the leader, these are not insignificant questions because your image affects your ability to lead. Today's show is about the importance of your image as a leader. Your image is a genuine or a knockoff version of the real you. One of the most important contributors to a leader's effectiveness and success is his or her image. In today's workforce, your actions, your motives, your image are constantly under scrutiny. What do you and your constituents say about you when you're not in the room? Uh, What do others think of you? More importantly, what do you want them to be able to say about you when you're not in the room? It is true that for those who work with and for you, you're always being looked at. Folks are looking at How do you show up? As I thought about our discussion today and even the topic of the discussion today, this show reminded me of the picture that most of us have seen wherever we happen to live. That is, we've seen street vendors selling goods that are named prominent names, and they're from noted vendors, and they're selling these products as real, real bags, real watches, real whatever. The intent is to make you feel that upon buying them, folks will think it is real and it's a genuine item. However, you know, and others know, when put under the scrutiny of those who know the real from the fake, and when compared to the genuine item, they know that we really have a knockoff of the real thing. As leaders, it is not helpful for us to come across as who we are not. In our discussion, I'd love to engage you mentally and actively, of course, around the topic of image, and get us to consider questions like, when it comes to image, what are the attributes you most look for and most admire and most respect and watch for in the leaders you would want to follow? And what are those that others are looking for from you as a leader? How do you create an image that works for you and others? And by the way, what is authentic leadership? 
Along the way in our discussion today, I hope to share and explore with you some concepts that relate to not only these questions, but also, if you were not aware, you, you and I have a robot, and I want to share with you a little thought about the robot that each of us carry, but each of us, in fact, has one. I hope that we get an opportunity as well as we walk along and talk along to talk about the trust circle, how to assess who's in yours and why. And if time allows, what are the nine attributes that contribute to a leader's ability to build a stable image? Now, your image, what is it? Why is it important? As noted earlier, people are constantly observing your behavior. And in the process, they're forming theories and imprints about your competence, your character, and your commitment. All of these begin with the image that you and I leave in the eyes and minds of those we meet, work with, and lead. The reality is that in today's multimedia and multimodal society, these images and the information they emit are not only being cataloged in the minds of those we meet, but some of that information is being shared with others throughout the workplace where, and where safe is even shared on social media. Because this is real. It behooves you to be clearly in charge of your image and have it be close to what you would want it to be and what you'd want it to reflect. To get our conversation started this morning, I want to get you to listen to a conversation I had with a listener named Barry. I asked him this question. What attributes do you look for in a leader? I'd be curious about your thoughts as you hear our conversation after the piece is completed. So we're going to play that segment now. Take a listen. Barry, thank you so much for calling me uh, today and calling in and, and, and sharing your thoughts with me. I wanted to, again, let you know that our, our program uh, is, uh, your image, is it genuine or really like a knockoff product? And so I'm curious about what people look for when they look at leaders and what they think of the image of leaders that they see. So one of the questions I had uh, for you in that regard was, what is uh, your, um, your the, the attributes, I should say, what are the attributes that you most look for uh, when you're looking for and looking at a leader uh, that you would want to follow? What are the kinds of attributes and characteristics you look for? So tell me a little bit of what you think about it. What, what are some of those that you look for? Uh, good evening. Uh, uh, I like, uh, in, in leadership, I would look for a person who puts, who understands the importance of putting family first. An educated or effective communicator, a person who is willing to cultivate and uplift others. Uh, I think that's very important. Okay, okay. Now tell me a little bit, why do you pick those as the most important uh, characters? You mentioned family first, uh, and the other ones you mentioned as well. Why are those important to you? And what, what, what does that do when you look at, look at a person? How does that shape your view of their image? Uh, I look, I'll say family first because uh, family is first, first and foremost. And 
and, and if, if he can't put family first, how is he going to put, you know, his extended family, the people who are under him first? Okay. Uh, education is very important. No one, no, no one is willing to follow someone who's uneducated. And as a, an effective communicator, you're able to talk to others, tell them what you want, tell them what needs to be done, and have them understand. Okay. Um, okay. Not only that, uh, as far as a person is willing to cultivate and uplift others, uh a leader never wants to see someone stay in the same position. Okay. You always want to make them better. Good deal. Now, my question to you is, what is your answer? What are the attributes you look for? What are the attributes you look for in a leader? I'd love to hear your thoughts. Uh, you certainly can call me uh, at one 472 5790 at any time. And for individuals and leaders, your image plays a critical role. Uh, as Barry was suggesting, he was his list is perhaps different than yours. He, uh, he put family, uh, and I think family is very important. I guess in my initial thought uh, as I asked the question, it was thinking that we would come up with other kinds of attributes, but I would want to say that each of our lists would probably be different. However, what's, what's your list? Give me a call. Let me know. For, again, for individuals and leaders, your image plays a critical role in your ability to lead and, most importantly, to influence others. For example, ask yourself these questions. What is professional image anyway? And secondly, what is your professional image? According to Dr. Laura Morgan Roberts, who's a professor at Harvard Business School, your professional image is the set of qualities and characteristics that represent perceptions I underlined perceptions as I read that, of your competence and character as judged by your constituents, the colleagues you work with, the clients you work with, the persons who work with and for you, they're all judging your professional image. They are hopefully getting the image that you'd like them to have. Identify one key constituent of yours right now who is important to you in your work, or in your life even. What is your image in their eyes, and how do you know? This question relates to the difference between what is referred to as your desired professional image and your perceived professional image. Let me explain. Your desired professional image is the image you want others to have of you. It is how you want to be described by others for example, if you'd like people to see you as technically competent, socially skilled and skillful, like uh, and have a strong character and, and integrity, uh, and a committed worker and a committed person or person who's committed to your team and your company, that is your perceived professional image. That is the way you'd like people to see you. Uh, it is the image that you think people currently have of you. The question is, how do you know? Ask yourself this question, what do I want my key constituents to say about me when I'm not in the room? Your answer to that question is your desired professional image. Now, the question I would want to raise is, what are those? That important person, that important constituent, what would you want that, that answer to be? How is your image working for you as a leader even right now? because there's also desired and undesired, which we'll speak about in a minute. Likewise, you could ask yourself another question. 
what am I concerned that my key constituents might say about me when I'm not in the room? The answer to this question, as I mentioned earlier, is your undesired professional image. In truth, you can really never know exactly what all of your constituents think about you or they would, de- or how they would describe you when you're not in the room. For this reason, you and I face an interesting dilemma. And that dilemma is simply this. While we can draw inferences from uh, our constituents about how they currently see us professionally based on our interactions with, with them, such as the kind of comments that are made to others about you or me. The job assignments that they refer you to or the people that they recommend you to, those are kinds of indirect references to your professional image. They give you somewhat an indirect and in some cases a direct notion of the person's sense of you and, and how people think about you and your image in their eyes. They also shape the basis for your perceived professional image. They provide the best guess of how your key constituents think of you and what they think of you. Now, the dilemma doesn't begin, it doesn't end there. Since we can't know, and this is where I'd really like to get a thought from those who are listening, since we can't know who and how others actually see us, what are we to do as a leader, as a person, How do we deal with the fact that we can't really know what other folks think of us? So the question is, if you will, and you follow my my train of thought, since we can't know who and how others actually see us, we get some ideas, perhaps, what are we to do as leaders? How are we to operate as leaders? What's your answer? Well, here's mine. Always be genuinely who you are, and that will be the safe place. Always be generally who you are, that you are. That that's 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 a a, a safe place to be. I want to read a, a piece that I, I wrote many years ago, really. And it simply goes like this. It's a quote. Leadership is more about who you are than what you do. Because sure enough, who you really are will ultimately be uh, manifested in what you do. The name others will give it is their definition of your character. However, it is you who determines the image they see. The deal on this, of course, is that it's your image and it's you yours to, to establish. Now, this is where relationship and trust are back in the picture, as we talked about in the earlier shows, in that to the degree that people trust you and feel that their relationship with you is one that is based on sufficient levels of trust, they may give you direct feedback about your persona and how you come across. I jokingly, as I say that, think about my my spouse, my bride, my wonderful wife. I, I have no problem. I have no question about how, what she thinks. So we have that kind of that kind of trusting relationship, <laughs> and I'm very clear uh, about what she thinks and what she wants. Uh, uh, I don't think she listens to this show, so she'll have to come and find it later. But find the answer. But she, she and I uh, have been together for nearly forty-eight years in in a, in a minute here in August. So we have a a thing I think is going to work a little bit. Now, I, what are some of the steps you can take to manage your professional image? 
really to be useful around this discussion of professional image, desired, and uh, the one that you'd really want to make sure gets managed well. Here's some, here's some tips. As I enter this phase of conversation, though, I'm reminded of a book that I have and have read, uh, almost the total piece, by Jack Welch. He had a book that was called Control Your Destiny, Destiny or Someone Else Will. Well, if I were titling the book on this topic and on this show, it would be Control Your Image So No One Else Will. As noted, people are constantly observing your behavior, and in the process, they are forming theories about your competence, your character, your commitment. So they are really getting a picture of you that has more to do with you than your name and your rank and your serial number. So here are the five steps to take. And uh, let me begin with you looking at all of these in order to create a positive professional image. Step one, draw an ideal state word picture. Ideal state, state word picture. That is, make a list of the ideal state that you'd have for your professional, a positive professional image. Ask yourself, for example, what are the attributes and traits that I want people to associate with me. Put them in priority order that captures those that you value most at the top and write a one-sentence statement and then write a one-sentence statement that captures why these are important to you. They would probably more reflect your value system. But that's step one. Draw an ideal state word picture. Make a list and make that list in priority and then write a short statement. Step two, assess your current culture, your current image, if you will. Ask yourself, how do others currently see me? What are the professional, uh, what, what are the professional expectations that are most important and expected of me by others? How do they currently see me? And those are the questions that are important. We're coming up on a break, and I'm curious about this call that was never to come in. But how do others kind of see me? We'll pick up on step two when we come off the break. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. If you think you've seen online TV before, let us surprise you. VoiceAmerica.tv is online now. The leader in live Internet talk radio has done it again. Multiple channels, a state-of-the-art viewing experience, live and on-demand programs streaming 24 hours a day. It's exactly what you want, when you want it. VoiceAmerica.tv. From health and wellness to business, sports, and everything in between. Discover our new world. Visit VoiceAmerica.tv now and experience the future of online television. VoiceAmerica.tv. The latest business information is made simple with the Voice America Business Network. The professionals in the business world bring you live talk radio shows featuring an array of business topics, strategies for building wealth, sales and marketing, stock trading, investing, and business technology. Voice America business hosts are professionals in their fields and bring to the airwaves weekly business discussions that offer up-to-date information, advice, and education. The Voice America Business Network. The bottom line in business talk. 
Do you need directions to solve financial future? If so, the Money Answer Show with Jordan Goodman will provide you with a roadmap to making smart money decisions in every area of your personal finances. Join Jordan every Monday at 12 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, 3 p.m. Eastern for the Money Answer Show on the Voice America Business Channel. Learn how and where to get the best deals on mortgages, cars, and insurance. Find out the best ways to save for college and retirement. Get out of debt, improve your credit rating, and save on your taxes. The Money Answer Show with Jordan Goodman will provide you with great tips on investment opportunities in real estate, stocks, annuities, and other investment vehicles. That's the Money Answer Show with Jordan Goodman on the Voice America Business Channel every Monday at 12 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. You are tuned in to the Leadership Forum, making an impact through effective leadership. To reach host Bernardi Robinson or his guest today, please call 1-866-472-5790. Again, that's 1-866-472-5790. If you would rather send an email, you may send it to leadershipforum at ihdinc.org. Now, back to the Leadership Forum. Good deal. Thank you so much for, for staying with me. If you just if you're just joining us, you join the leadership forum. I'm your host Bernard Robinson, and we were just beginning to talk about the notion of creating a positive professional image. And we finished step one, drawing an ideal state word picture, and then make a list. So I won't review there, but I would say let's go into step two: assess your current image. the f- The fact is, when you look at the ideal that you want to create, you want to start with where you really are, and that's the current image. Ask yourself these questions. How do others currently see you? What are the professional expectations that are most important and expected of you by them? And how do they currently see you? Be honest with yourself with regard to that, because the honesty and the notion of where you are is really the catapulting way to move to where you need to be. Number three, step three, evaluate and assess and ask yourself, these questions. Are you capable of making changes that you believe are needed? Is that a possibility? Is it worth it to you? Do the benefits outweigh the cost for you to manage your image and create the kind of professional, positive professional image that you want? Step four, manage impressions you make and change your image. Go on and do what in fact you say you need to do to manage the impressions that you want to make and change your image so it's what you want it to be. Pay attention to the image you make. Build your credibility by being consistent and being authentic. Now, I want to underline the word authentic because we're going to go there in a short while. But be clear that folks want to see a leader if the image that they want to create is positive who is both consistent and authentic. Step five, manage the process and reap the return on investment. Monitor your own behavior. Gauge others' perceptions of you and your behavior. Prove and proof your image to build both legitimacy and worth. These are five steps that anyone can use, including leaders, to really create the kind of image that they wish to have. And again, it's important because you're leading folks and you can't have the influence 
of them if you're not able to create the kind of image that you'd like to have them have of you. Now, I want to make a little footnote here. When it comes to image, there's an important discussion that we won't have an opportunity to talk about today, and that is the, the impact of societal diversity and the impressions that that has on the image that is given to each of us. The whole notion of diversity, the whole notion that goes with stereotypes that have to be managed, all of those impacts, as is, is anthropologists and sociologists would talk about, the impacts of the collective identity on the perception that folks have of your professional image. I won't get into the opening of the door, but folks who are from different cultures are seen different ways. That's a collective identity, and that's also a challenge. And it's a dilemma of building credibility in spite of all of the societal and social dynamics. But it's a wonderful and interesting discussion that we won't enter into today. The discussion that we will enter into right now, though, is what is authentic leadership? I mentioned the notion in, in step five or step four there about authenticity. I think it was step four, about authenticity. I'd like to share another part of my discussion with my listener, Barry, in answer to this question. The question was simply, what is your description of authentic leadership? And how important is authenticity, authenticity for a leader? I'd love your, your, your opinions as well on the other side of this piece. So we're going to play that segment of our discussion, which is a shorter segment. But take a listen. See you on the other side. What is your description of authentic leadership? Uh, it's a term that's used a lot. It's actually even a field of leadership that's been coined, uh, the authentic leader. But what is authentic leadership in your mind? authentic leader, a person who not only not only wants to put others in a position in, in a position of leadership, but give them the skill they need to excel excel period okay. at, at that position. All right. Someone who's also transparent. Transparency is very uh, important in leadership. If you give nobody anything to question about, you okay. know, you, you really don't have any problems. Okay, so you are if you show yourself as to who you are then you you know it's 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 a situation where you don't have to try to put on a front or a face. Honesty is honesty is always the best policy. Good deal. Good deal. Well, Barry has a, a pretty clear and and uh, set opinion about authenticity, and I'd be curious about your thoughts as well. Webster defines authentic as as this: not false or copied genuine and real. Authenticity, he goes on, honest expression of one's needs and feelings with attention to possible impact on the other person and on the relationship. The Oxford Dictionary defines authenticity as known to be real and genuine, not a copy. Authenticity is the building block or the beginning point for true leadership, some say. It's the beginning point for the fulfillment, the self-fulfillment for the leader. Now, it's interesting as you hear that because authenticity is, is stated as a building block or the beginning point for true leadership. I, I'd love to have a conversation where we'd sit around the table and talk about that because for me, what that means is that it's the building block because it is where you are and where you start from. It is who you are and what you are. Uh, so authenticity is the building block 
or the beginning point for true leadership, expression, and self-fulfillment. Authenticity, though, requires perspectives. It requires a perspective that looks first at the inside and then expresses outwardly. It's a dedication to what I call personal mastery. That is really knowing oneself and, and answering those questions that are important for leaders to answer like, who am I? There are two other important questions. Where am I going and why? But it's a dedication to personal mastery and it's a commitment to ever increasing your consciousness of who you are. The sum total of the movement to being who you are and where you are, that whole notion of transparency that Barry was talking about uh, is, is, is key. So what are some of the markers, if you will, of authenticity? Well, it starts with the very one I was inferring a minute ago, being true to yourself, being who you are, but being true to yourself. It also involves welcoming every opportunity to increase the awareness of yourself and one's effect on others. Now, one of the things that one can do to become aware is, of course, if the level of trust exists well with those who you work with, is to ask them what they think about your leadership and what points, if you will, are most useful in the way you show up at work and the way you show up as a leader. It also, authenticity, if you will, involves a risk. It, it's a risk of having real conversations about how you come across. I was doing some work, I was able to do some work uh, in, in uh, Albuquerque, New Mexico this past week. And one of the things that they are, the client at least, uh, was talking to along with myself uh, was this whole notion of how you show up. And so risking having real conversations about how you show up is one way to become more and more authentic because if you value the feedback, you'll be able to get the information you need to make the changes you think will be useful. It, it involves facing our fear and having the courage to move through that fear to a deeper truth and power. I, I would say it this way. In order for you to grow, you got to face who you are. You have to face the fear and have the courage to do that, even if uh, you might hear some feedback that might not be as pleasing for your ear or pleasing to hear as you might like. But where there's growth, there's also an opportunity to hear and deal with the real you. Authenticity also involves identifying, expressing your genuine feelings, that is, being transparent. I, 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 I like, and I continue to think about, and I have references, I got to find some other person to reference, but Jack Welch is an, is an excellent example. Again, he's retired from GE, former CEO. But everybody knew who he was. Now, he wasn't, he was called Neutron Jack in some respects. Everybody knew who he was. But that was fine because there was no in, in, in uh, consistencies in who he was. He had his philosophy out for everyone to see, and he spoke to everyone in a very personal way. So there was no guessing as to where Jack was coming from. The question is, is there any guessing about where you're coming from? Do people really know genuinely who you are and what your image is? Demonstrate high integrity, evolve, and be willing to intimately express who you are. 
these are some of the kinds of things that authenticity allows you to do if you, in fact, embrace them. One of the things that's clear, if you are a leader, even if you're not, uh, leadership and growth is an individual, but leadership is a journey. In fact, uh, the CEO of, of uh, one of the big companies, GE, again, leadership is a journey into your soul, John Immelt says. He's the CEO currently of GE. I, I look at that and I share that with you. Leadership is a journey into your own soul because leadership is never not easy nor always uh, uh, the, 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 the thing that is let's say easy to do but it's also very gratifying to do if you do it in a way that you really are in touch with what you know and who you know about yourself what is your story uh, you have a story I have a story in it you can sometimes discover yourself you can sometimes discover what Emma was perhaps inferring I want to read something to you it's, it's, it's a quick little story. It says, what is real, R-E-A-L? The rabbit asks the skin horse one day. Does it mean having things that buzz inside you and a stick-out handle? Real isn't how you are made, said the skin horse. It's a thing that happens to you. When a child loves you for a long, long time, you become real. Generally, by the time you are real, most of your hair has been loved off and you get very shabby. I suppose you're real, said the rabbit. The boy's uncle made me real many years ago, said the skin horse. Once you're real, it lasts for always. The rabbit sighed. He thought, it'll be a long time before this magic called real happened to me. This is a story called The Velveteen Rabbit by Marjorie Williams. I don't know about you, but it suggests that um, if you're going to be real, <laughs> you're going to lose your hair. <laughs> That's not the full story, but it, it comes with time, and it comes with folks having uh, a relationship with you. As a leader, are you real, or are you waiting to become real like the rabbit? I'd give you these three questions that I have personally used all my life to try and continue to be real. And I continue to assess this because I've gotten a little bit older. I've had to revise the way I see these questions. But to hear the questions, think about them for yourself. Apply them for your own needs. Who are you? I don't mean your name. I don't mean your name. But who are you? Where are you going? Question number two. Where, where are you going? Who are you? And where are you going as a leader, as a person in your life? And why? Who are you? Where are you going and why? You can use them as I do uh, because they happen to help you kind of continue to be in touch with your image and your character. Now, I have a question for you. And that question is simply this. Are character and image connected at all? Now, that's a leading question. But are character and image related at all? Abraham Lincoln said it this way. Character is like a tree and reputation like a shadow. The shadow is what we think of it. The tree is the real thing. It is my belief that your image and your character are opposite sides 
of the same coin. Your character is like the root, with image being the fruit or the flower. Your challenge and mine as a leader is to be sure you don't show up as a counterfeit coin or a fading flower. You certainly don't want your image to be like that of the old wooden nickel. The truth is that whatever the image you're seeking to attain will ultimately protect your character and will prove and demonstrate in reality if you are who you say you are. Your image, you see, is your brand, and you own it. Even if you don't like it, it's yours. The good news, though, is that you can change it. Is it genuine or really like a knockoff product? One of the most important contributors to a leader's effectiveness and success is his or her image. While building relationships with followers and operating in ways that engender trust, Another critical force impacting a leader's effectiveness is their image. Uh, I want you to think about that because we're going to be coming up on a break in in a minute. But again, in today's diverse workforce, your actions and motives are under scrutiny. Time to manage your own professional image before others do it for you. For the individual and the leader, one's image plays a critical role in your ability to, to, to influence others and your ability at a personal level to manage the way folks see you. What is your image? How do you know? How is your image working for you as a leader? Those are questions for you to consider. How is it working for others as well? These are useful questions for the leader because, again, one of the most important contributors to your effectiveness is your image. Now, we're going to be coming up on a break, but I would like you to think about this. For, for those of you who are uh, thinking about this term, I meant robot, I said robot, but let me, let me just say, I want to read this uh, poem to you. It's called My Robot. And if, in fact, we get cut off before the break, we'll kick, we'll kick it up and pick it up on the other side. But it goes like this. My robot. I have a little robot that goes around with me. I tell her what I'm thinking. I tell her what I see. I tell my little robot we're going to break, and we're going to pick this up. I'm at a break point. We'll see you on the other side. We'll even be better than, uh, than we, when we left it. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. tuned in to the Leadership Forum, making an impact through effective leadership. To reach Have you had a chance to check out Voice America's online magazine and blog, Press Pass? If you love our hosts and shows, check out articles that give an even deeper perspective, plus topics about health and fitness, movie reviews, philosophy, business tips and tactics, spirituality, positive thought, current events, and even more about your favorite host. It's just a click away at VAPressPass.com. That's VAPressPass.com. VA Press Pass by Voice America. All access, all the time. Leadership is a vital skill set in today's competitive global economy. Being a leader is not enough. To succeed, you must optimize your performance and know how to imbue others in your organization with leadership skills. 
Practical, actionable leadership insights are the focus of Leadership Development News, hosted each Monday at 9 a.m. Pacific, noon Eastern, by Kathy Greenberg and Relly Nadler on the Voice America Business Channel. Doctors Greenberg and Nadler, who coach global leaders on how to be most effective, will share their insights and contacts. The path to leadership excellence begins here. Have you become a member yet? Sign up now to become a member of Voice America. It's always free and easy. Plus, you get to take advantage of some great member benefits. Get unlimited access to millions of hours of on-demand content across all of our channels. Keep track of your favorite episodes, shows, and hosts in your own customizable library. Find out what shows you might be interested in based on your favorites. Plus, you get insider access with our newsletter. Membership gives you more. Sign up at voiceamerica.com and click register at the top right. Voice America Business Network, the bottom line in business. You are tuned in to the Leadership Forum, making an impact through effective leadership. To reach host Bernard E. Robinson or his guest today, please call 1-866-472-5790. Again, that's 1-866-472-5790. If you would rather send an email, you may send it to leadershipforum at ihdinc.org. Now, back to the Leadership Forum. Good morning and welcome back. Thank you for staying with me and and, and hopefully enjoying the conversation. If you're just joining us, you've joined the Leadership Forum, making an impact through effective leadership. Before the break, I was mentioning how is your image, the question I raised, how is your image as a leader? And who is in control of the image you have? I asked that question because it allows me to talk about what I call our robot. Uh, I said earlier, in the show that all of us have a robot and for some say, what is he talking about? We all have a robot and this poem kind of captured the thought. So check it out, uh, my robot. I have a little robot that goes around with me. I tell her what I'm thinking. I tell him what I see. I tell my little robot all my hopes and fears. She listens and remembers all my joys and tears. At first, my little robot followed my command, but after years of training, he's gotten out of hand. He doesn't care what's right or wrong, or what is false or true. No no matter what I try now, he tells me what to do. So my question is, who is your robot? Are you in control of your robot, or is your robot in control of you? What I mean by that is, in some cases, in some places, in some ways, I've discovered that sometimes people play to their image and the image is really in control and not them. That is, people tell you that you are what you'd like to hear you are. And if that's not really who you are, it can be kind of alluring. And so one can say, you know, I like that. I like what they say. And it really makes me, from an ego perspective, feel real good. But it's, it's a subtle trap because one needs to be who they are. The robot needs to be in the position of robot. Often the robot is the one that's in control. So I only lay that out because in some cases it's important for you to be aware of who you are and whether the robot's in charge or whether you are. Now, I mentioned earlier that as we take this walk through, 
And as we begin to think about this whole notion of creating the image you would like to have, that it's it's also uh, important to think about what's at the leader's core. What should be, what are the factors that are part of the value system uh, as a leader? What is your center of gravity, I call it? Uh, in answering this question, I thought about uh, the things we've talked about. I thought about what can I say to you, what can I give you that would help you get my perspective on the answer to this notion of the center of gravity, what makes us think about who and where, who we are and how we play ourselves out and how we show up. What I'd like to do is give you nine thoughts, and I'll dig as deeply as I can into each one, that allow you to kind of get a real good sense of things that are important for a leader uh, at whatever stage of leadership that they, they're in. Uh, the, these steps allow you to make sure that you're not knocked off balance and that you're stable and effective. There are, there are at least these nine, perhaps there could be more, but these are the nine that I have identified. Each leader, if you will, in order to make sure that you're where you want to be and creating the professional image that you'd like to have, each leader needs to have a clear definition, and if this sounds like a repeat, of who you are. A clear definition of who you are. There, been, there were years ago, and when I was in college, it was called, it was a psychology course, it was called personal adjustment. The study in this course focused on the study of self. Through the study of a healthy and, and, and related to the study of a healthy personality, I really loved the course. Uh, it was focused on two broad areas of study. The first area of study was on the person and evaluating a person, evaluating himself. The, the uh, instructor made us kind of evaluate ourselves. And the second area of study devoted to the study of man in relation to, to other men. So it was a wonderful digging in kind of study. The most important takeaway from this study related to the larger study of what was termed understanding personality hygiene and personality health. That is what this whole notion of a clear definition of who you are, who they are. And, and it, it really was where those three questions came. Who am I? Where am I going and why? Dr. Weeds was his name. And he implanted that, those questions in my mind. And it's really been something I've considered and put into my work as well over the 30 years or so that I've been doing uh, consulting in different areas and in different ways. And it has a lot to do with one's self-esteem. Uh, it's, it's just a human dynamic. Uh, th that's 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 a, a valuable p thing for you and I to do, is, that is to answer that question. Number two, have clear values. Know what your values are, what they mean and why they are important to you. All of us have different values. Some of them have been ingrained because of the way we grew up. But know what they are so you'll know what's driving you. Be in control of the robot, if you will. It is our values that move us and bind us together. They push us apart as well. They make us being able to understand and connect. They also push us away from those connections. Get the values right and the issues of style, image, personality fall into line because you will align yourself with your values if they're, if they're known and highly and strongly held and they're super important because they keep you centered. Number three, have an ethical core. Uh, Barry said honesty is the best policy. It's an old axiom as well, but it's also true. 
if you're not honest, which was really number one in most of the studies I've seen that folks want to see in their leaders, but honesty and integrity are undisputed virtues of all individuals' needs, whether you're looking for it as yourself as a leader for the persons who you're following or whether those are looking to you for leadership. They want honesty and integrity. They they want that in order to make sure that the relationship is a sound relationship. Without these two, the the whole enterprise of your leading others and others following you is really undermined. You, you know, just, just for the sake of clarity, uh, integrity is a state of correspondence between one's word and deed. That is, you walk the talk, you say what you, you, what you say is what you do. Honesty refers to condition where one is truthful and not deceitful. In the workplace, as I've worked in many workplaces, not every follower is seeing their leader as one who is truthful or honest. Ergo, the integrity and the credibility and the relationship. If they're not there, the trusting relationship can't be built. Number four, all of us go through stuff in life, but number four, try to nurture a healthy self-esteem. There's a lot of information out in the marketplace about self-esteem, how to have it, what it means, what it is. However, what passes for self-esteem is often simply ego. Let's get clarity. Healthy self-esteem is a balanced and unexaggerated self-respect and self-love. It combines a healthy regard for the self with a healthy regard for others. Healthy self-esteem esteems others as equally as it esteems yourself. Treat others as you'd like to be treated could be an axiom there. Others are treated and regarded as respectfully as you'd like to be uh, um, treated. I think it was Colin Powell who said, and I captured a note to be sure, never let your ego get too close to your position so that when your position goes, your ego doesn't go with it. Knowing who you are is critical. Number five, healthy regard for others, which was mentioned here in the healthy self-esteem. While it shouldn't be done for this reason, leaders get more out of people if the people they want to work for them feel and know that they are thought well of. In fact, I'm not going to, as a follower, invest in you as a leader if I don't feel that you regard me with respect and all the other words that you would use, all the other adjectives that we do use to talk about the notion of healthy regard for others. It's a two-way street between the leader and the follower and its relationship, its character, and its trust. It's always helpful to feel, if you can, to help others. A heart for service is number six. If the science or service uh, is, is going to really allow folks to feel that you are not really in this for you, for yourself. Let me relate a story that attempts to illustrate why. When I taught customer service for many years, I related a story that I think I got from the writing of Zig Ziglar some years before his, his book, Top Performer. Uh, about two women who worked in a car rental company. These two women had gotten fed up with the management and didn't very much appreciate the customers as they, as this relationship of customer service representatives and their relationship as customer service representatives. And dealing with these quote-unquote ungrateful customers had become too much and they had had enough and decided to quit. They decided, however, that uh, if they were going to quit, 
they were going to plan to do it the right way. They would quit on the following Friday, which was payday, by the way. But on the morning that they were going to quit, they were going to give the customer the best at service of service that they had ever seen so that they could be sure to show the management just what they were missing and not appreciating all appreciating them all along. Well, on the next Friday morning, they were to quit and each of them arrived early and set up the coffee pot and the coffee for the customers and put a whole bunch of donuts so that the customers would be impressed. As the first customer arrived, they greeted him grandly. How are you doing this morning? Glad you came to see us. How can we help you? All day long, they went on and on with every customer. So at the end of the day, uh, the, 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 one of the, the workers came and said, uh, are you going to tell them or am I? To which the other lady said, tell them what? She said, don't you remember? This is the day we were both supposed to quit. To which the other lady said, quit? You mean quit the best job I ever had? So the question is, what is the change? What change? The obvious answer is the attitude. The whole attitude, if you will, of service is a service attitude that will drive you, will allow folks to want to align themselves with you. Number seven, have an attitude of possibilities. The job of leader is more, uh, is a, is more an, an enterprise that looks forward. It is your job as a leader to think and move forward. Wisdom, number eight. Nurture and build wisdom. Uh, it's even biblical, if you will. Experiences are great teachers, so learn from every experience. The leader should strive to carve out from the experience judgments and those experiences that will allow them to be wise in the future. Number nine, and finally, a, have a clear and compelling vision. As a master teacher has advised, where there is no revelation or vision, the people perish. But he that keepeth the law, happy is he. You, some of you who know the Bible know what that's all about. Uh, let me just move us a little bit because I want to do something that I think is, is really important to me. There is a young man who passed in our area, and I want to just do a quick tribute. A tribute to Jim Vance. This past Saturday, a giant of a man in our area and who was a newscaster on our airways died and transitioned from this life to eternity. His name is Jim Vance. Jim, I call him that affectionately, even though I, we didn't know each other personally. He made an impression on me and others in the Washington, D.C. area because of his image. For 45 years, he put his own personal persona before millions of us as a genuine person. His name was Jim Vance. However, his image was that of a man, a black man, if you will, who was vulnerable, transparent, authentic, and smart. Jim Vance was not a knockoff. He was the real deal, a genuine product, much admired, not to be forgotten, because for most of us, when you hear the name Jim Vance, if you knew him or knew of him, the image is what lingers long after his name slid across the marquee of your minds. His image will be remembered and admired. Thanks, Jim Vance. You're the man with an unforgettable image. Jim was a quite, a, quite a character and quite a good image. 30 seconds before our break and 30 seconds before we perhaps get close to being able to sign off. As a listener, how can you personally apply what you thought and heard today? What questions do you have and would allow us to continue our discussion? You certainly have the contact information and the email address to connect with me. At some point, you'll be able to connect with me on Twitter, and and uh, you can certainly even now connect with me on uh, LinkedIn. I'm getting there with the, the social media, but I'm not there yet as much as I'd like to do. But please don't forget, 
to tune in uh, continuously. Make this a listening place for you about leadership. Continue to be a part of the leadership forum. This week, make someone's life better through the quality of your leadership. Have an outstanding week, if you will, as well as an outstanding day. This is a terrific one that we're able to be counted in it. I'm Bernard Robinson, and I think we're going to go to a break. Have a great and awesome week. Thank you for listening to the Leadership Forum, making an impact through effective leadership. Be sure to join Bernard E. Robinson for another edition of the program next Monday at 8 a.m. Pacific Time, 11 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Channel. We wish you an outstanding week.